and we're live hi guys welcome to another episode of Nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david and interesting sports i've lost for the first time can't say i didn't see it coming um wasn't really surprised though so today's episode i'm gonna go over the game i'm gonna talk about what i saw in the game and i'm gonna go over i'm probably it has to do with um no i'll talk about nuno's decision making in the game i'll talk about a lot of things point out the hypocrisy in a lot of sports fans though but you know it is what it is but let's delve in and i'll also oh before i delve in also i forget i'll talk about the premier league title race too um i think there are two minutes i'll talk about um i'll talk about the sports game I'll talk about title race um and maybe i don't really I, I, maybe it's just in general and the teams that i'm talking about in the title race will be between them man united man city chelsea um liverpool so i'll give i'll give my thoughts on these four teams and i'll explain and basically that's what today's episode will be about back in a moment and i'm back hi guys how you all doing today it's a beautiful monday morning on this part the 12th no 13th day of september 2021 um was about to rain this morning but really cool um hopefully it stays as cool as it is huh? anyways let's talk football so um saturday morning sports um, early kickoff um as in the last episode i spoke about um sports which i did I spoke about the team news and the team I would like to see on Saturday morning, and it was early kickoff, 12:30 kickoff. And this is this is a, this is the thing, right? If any, if anything, that game exposed a lot about you know sports. The going forward, it showed a lot about how sports are weak, a lot of the problems sports actually have. It did say a lot about sports than sports actually could understand. Or that a lot of delusional fans could ever understand, rather, because uh, or is it a delusional just just being willfully delusional? Because look at the team news. Now I said I wanted the team. The team news I would have loved to see was Tangang back goalkeeper Hugo Lloris, right full back Emerson Royal, centre back Jape Tanganga, left centre back Chris centre back Eric Dyer, left back um, Sergio Reguilon. I would like to see a midfield um, trio of um, Skip. Hoyberg and Tangyun Dombele. I've not been a fan of Dele Ali. I've not moved by his. I wasn't moved by. I've not been moved by his um, so-called form. That I don't, I don't see the form they're talking about. But I think we also why on Saturday Saturday afternoon. Then the, I wanted the front three of um, Brian Hill, Harry Kane, and Lucas Moura. You know, basically because Bergwijn was out, Son was out. So you know, these are the options. So and um, Dombele guy. And so going against Crystal Palace probably need a lot more creativity than you know trying to sit back and stay tight and stay compact against maybe a team like Chelsea against Chelsea but against teams like Wolves Watford um sorry against a team like Manchester so sorry be Manchester one you but against a team like Watford Wolves Crystal Palace these are teams you had to go and impose yourself I don't care if you're away from home or at home these are games you need to impose yourself because they are supposedly smaller teams in quote and if you don't show up, if you give them, if you let them get, even if you are away, you have to set the tone if you're on their home ground. Because if you don't, their fans will, will will give them the energy, and it's gonna be a long 90 minutes. And this is really what happened. But one thing I observed was um, we missed Davison Sanchez. I never thought I would ever say this. Jesus Christ, Davison Sanchez or Christian Romero, either of them would have been good. And this is why I'm. It's coming back to me being upset at these players for still. This is coming back to me being upset at these players for still um for doing things that you know but being a bit selfish a bit i wouldn't say it's all of the other tiny fame up now but sanchez his own was different right remember maybe he wasn't starting but damson sanchez for colombia was he really threatened because we heard the argentine players were threatened so damson sanchez him going off on international break and now you have to actually for 10 days you've missed two key matches now which is this one and the Rennes game on thursday you know because of that and you could have easily said no and now look at the funny thing now liverpool's brazilian players still stayed put fabinho scored fabinho played um lead brazilian players uh rafinha stayed they didn't they were not suspended and the man city won i think i don't think man city has played yet i'll check they they 
they were they were not punished at least in Edassi, these guys are not going to be punished because you know the the the, um, the rule they tried to impose during work so what exactly was the point of traveling that far and now you're back you have to relate for 10 days you're gonna miss two key matches this is this is certainly a bad reason for a national break and now sports had a lot of injured players out now i'm not gonna come here and blame the players i'm gonna blame the manager for this game this particular game i'm gonna blame the manager i am going to blame him i understand people may tell people may say you know sports are to blame for not doing training and which is true like i said we all needed players we needed players i said this multiple times we needed a midfielder we needed um, a midfielder i've said this long and long and long and long it's as if it's, it's like being too ambitious as a sports fan is is bad you, you get you get you tend to get attacked for being ambitious you will tell you we're not man city so what i mean liverpool are not man city <laughs> liverpool are not man city aston villa are not man city um, well, Leicester are not Man City, but they've spent in the areas they need to spend. So what is the excuse of theirs? We're not Man City. Leicester have Didi, and they have Somari. Somari. In that position, what exactly is it wrong to have multiple players in a position that is of priority? See, in football, for me, position for me, positions of priority eh, should be treated as such. What I mean is, there are positions that they are specialists in. The specialist, that position, you have to get specialists for those positions. You don't compromise. You don't say somebody else playing there can come and fill in there. Fine, there are players that can, they are good anywhere, which is true. But for such a position that is so key to how you play and key to how you perform, that position is one that you have to prioritize. So, for example, the DM situation at Man City, for example. Man City have Fernandino, they have Rodri, right? Fernandino and Rodri. Now, Chelsea, you could argue that they have Kante they have um um Jorginho. yeah so they have for that position but can't really play together though but they have Kovacic and they have Saoniguez so these are positions of priority that these people are fixed now Liverpool maybe they didn't but they didn't really re- fix their positions but that that I digress but my point is positions of priority are positions that you should really really invest in so a central midfield midfielder actually for someone like Sissoko who's leaving was is a no-brainer and they told me oh harry winks is repla- sorry skip is replacing um Soko. but that's not enough man like you know we did complain about this last season it's only when you know that you have somewhere like and, and, okay let me talk about it i think you know you have a position where most of how you play you know if somebody this is how, how we knew that we're not really stacked was when there was an injury scare for oliver skip and everybody was afraid already yes you know I hate being proven right, but if you watch football long enough, there are things that you can easily predict without even um, going to one CR to predict. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing. How do people not see these things? It's it's mind-boggling. Now, Harry, I saw the team news. The team news that came out, after the team that I mentioned, the teams that came out was the goalkeeper was fine, correct. The back line, back four was correct. Now the midfield, Oliver Skip. Harry Winks and Pierre Mihoibier, which was awful. In fact, maybe I saw like, oh, it's gonna be a long watch. Then I saw a, a Dele Ali, Harry Kane, and Lucas Mora. Maybe I saw that lineup. I tweeted. I said, there's gonna, there's no creativity anywhere. It's lack of creativity. I'm gonna say a lot of sideways and backwards passing today, which is exactly what happened. You know, skip and skip tends to play it very safe which i get for his position tends to play really safe most of the time but having someone like harry winks with him who also plays it safe is clearly a bad idea okay i saw hoiberg hoiberg was poor yes but let's be real here the other two main guys were also poor i mean the whole team was really poor just very poor performance and harry Kane was really poor on the day but i find it even more amazing that daily ali managed to finish the whole match and he was still the worst of all of them let me just let me explain to you how how bad this this is for Dele Ali, right? Eric Dyer got injured in 12 minutes and he, he walked off after 12 minutes. Tanganga got sent off. These two guys had a higher rating than Dele Ali, who played 90 effing minutes. I mean, you guys know I'm not a fan of Dele Ali. You know, everybody knows that. I don't have agenda against him, but if he plays well, I would I would clap for him you know that boy he hasn't played well so far this season and every time i was watching the game the commentator kept saying commentator would say oh daily ali who has started well this season i'm like how how he started well this season man how because he ran around the pitch or what is that all running around the pitch is the bare minimum for a footballer that's the bare minimum 
If we run around the pitch, most of us would have become footballers by now because we could run around the pitch really well. <laughs> if that's the case, we could run around the pitch. He ran around the pitch, 12 kilometers. So freaking what? For goodness sake, Ericsson used to cover those distances. Even when um, fans were saying Ericsson wasn't committed, Ericsson used to cover those kilometers. In Ericsson's last season, he used to cover those kilometers. But he still produced the goods going forward. That is the difference here. Okay? Now, people would say Dele Ali isn't um, that kind of player. He's a... Okay, fine. Let's say he isn't. But there are some basic things you should be able to do. There's some things you, you should be able to. You should have hearts on the pitch. You should be able to really, really graft and grind. I was saying Gallagher, Gallagher for Crystal Palace. In fact, immediately I saw Crystal Palace lineup. I was like, you know, they look more threatening than us. I saw Gallagher in midfield. I was, I was wary of him because I've, obviously, if you, if my, my friends on WhatsApp status, if I was listening to my status before. I rate Gallagher, I think I do, I really rate him and I said that you know, players who stand out for mid-table teams, they tend to be good enough to play for the top six, they tend to be good enough to play for the big six, which is true. Um, I'll be surprised if Gallagher doesn't play at Chelsea next season, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't, I'll be, but it's very likely, you know, Chelsea like a shiny new toy, they may sell him, but either way, they're going to make a healthy profit off Gallagher. You know, if, if, if they sell him or keep him, it doesn't matter, they'll make a healthy profit. This is why I said um, Marina Granovskia, her job is quite easy. I know people would say she's a genius. Fine, she's, a, she's good at, you know, getting deals done, which is good. But to sell off the dead wood, they praise her. Yes, because Chelsea's dead wood, in quotes, they are still good enough to play for many other teams. You know, if you go around Jeremy Boga, who's playing for Sassuolo, they're able to sell Jeremy Boga for Sassuolo. They're able to sell Pasalic to Atalanta. So, they're able to sell Zuma. For that amount of money, how many clubs can can sell their centre back for that amount of money? No, they are they are string they are fringe centre back in quotes for that amount of money. Not many, not many would be able. To, so that is the point here. Anyway, back to the game. I looked at Crystal Palace. I looked at the sports game. We had an issue with progression. You know, ball from deep, our cross field passes. There was a problem with it. Okay. Now, as much as I want, I want to start with the goalkeeper. Start with then I go around the team. So the goalkeeper Hugo Loris, he was really he wasn't really he, he was his short something was okay yeah yeah but his this is the team of Hugo Loris. His brain fat. He tends to have brain fat in his game in his games right games where he he would just make some decisions that you make you wonder. I'm like, is it really is this Loris? Is this this guy? You know what's wrong with this guy? For example, the the the, the injury the injury that made Eric walk off the pitch go off the pitch. It was caused by Loris right. So Loris saves the ball. The position, the goalkeeper, everybody just scoring from the position. Loris rolls the ball to Dyer in front of Dyer, and on rushing, Andre Ayu was already chasing the ball, which means that Loris already put Dyer under pressure. Dyer ran in and stretched to clear the ball, but collided with Ayu, who ended up injuring Dyer. That's what made Dyer walk off the pitch. He could not continue, and he already. The point was that Eric Dyer was already playing well at, up to that 12 minute. He was already playing well. He had been taken in his back pocket already. He, he was playing well already. He already dealt with. He already dealt with um, everything. Dealt with them so far at that point. Christopher. So Eric Dyer playing in that position. At least even if his cross field balls were not as good as Sanchez, you know, in the last in the first four games. At least he could. He was better than you know. Better than what we saw from Tanganga. Because Tanganga at centre back, right? At centre back, he wasn't able to do those things at all. I think Tanganga is not that kind of centre back. You know, even if he is he's not that kind of centre back, obviously he likes to dive in, likes to get those pa- those kind of passes to be able to ping a pass, pick out a pass. He just can't do it. I saw someone he did to Region for Region and he wasn't really good enough. You know, and, Reg- and that's that, that's the thing. Now Tanganga played didn't really he, he played okay. That was what I would say played okay. Every day I went off and he brought in Jorodon. Jorodon comes in as centre back, right? Now, Tanganga played okay. He played okay till, for me, he had that situation where he 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 got a yellow card from Zaha. Now this is this is the thing, right? When I saw John Moss, now this is, this is see, whenever I look at a Premier League match, you don't no matter how how bad. I'm not a fan of John Moss. I'm not a fan of Mike Dean. But these are these are these are two referees that if you are playing a match, you have to be at your very best. Because if they are not, because these referees tend to make weird decisions, these two referees. So you have to be, and you have to ensure that the decision making, the game, what changes the game is not in their hands. You have to ensure that that is not the case. For example, 
Um, when I saw the lineup, I was like, no creativity. It's gonna be boring. It's gonna be drab. It's gonna be dull. And you have John Moss on top of it. It's gonna make it very, very bad. And and truly, it happened. That Eric um, with Zaha put his hands on Tanganga's face, right? Which is a red card. He was, you know, pushing his face. That's a red card. That is a red card, man. Because Matia got sent off for that last season. And Tanganga, I don't. I, this isn't right. This is comes to the point where. For me, if, was, if Tanganga was Tanganga should have gotten on the floor and acted like he was sla- he was shot, in my opinion. And yes, because it's a red card. You got a yellow card. Zaha got a yellow card. When Zaha should have gotten a red card, because that is Zaha was on his face, putting his hand on his face. That's literally um, what is a red card offense. And then he didn't get it. Now my issue with Tanganga is this: you're on a yellow card. You're on thin ice. You can't be dev- diving into tackles like that. You can't, for goodness' sake. It's common sense. You can even if it's you can say, oh, it's not a yellow card. It is a yellow card. The second, the second yellow card was a yellow card. Really, I saw it. I was like, oh god, why would this guy? What, what a dumb thing to do, man. What a stupid thing to do. What an idiot. I said, this is so dumb. Right in front of the referee, you should be smarter. It's really when you know the team is the team is even lighter now. It's new, new. The team is lighter. And this guy just he, he loses the ball. Relax, let the midfielder take control. You've pushed the ball forward away. You cannot try and progress. He's trying to progress and then he dives into a tackle and he fouls the player and he gets a second look at and he gets sent off. Now the team who's struggling is now light. Now the center back pairing changes to now Ben Davis comes into filling the center back. And isn't it amazing that sports played that game for Almost 70 minutes, and until Ben Davis came on, Spurs considered a penalty. So, Crystal Palace were trying to play crosses from that side all along. Nobody was able to do it. Ben Davis comes on, gives away a handball, stretches his hand, and bah, touches his hand. Handball. Man, it's 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 amazing. It's it's amazing. I won't lie. It's really amazing. <laughs> This is now this is what I don't understand for this fan base. They say uh, Ben Davis is solid defensively. It's a lie. It's a big lie. I don't know who's selling this narrative. Is it maybe some years ago, like 2017, 2018? But he's not anymore. In fact, Ben Davis should have been binned like since 2018 or even 2019. But they gave him a new contract, which is amazing. So he can fill in a center back on the back three of the center back. No, he can't. He's useless. Sell him. He came away, and even after the game, fans were saying that Ben Davis is still is good on the back three. In what way possible? He's bad defensively, man. That game has really proved it. In fact, since I've seen multiple games when he said he's not. Last season, to prove my point, last season, when Spurs were playing a system where the center back talks in, left back talks in, right full back becomes almost like an extra winger. Ben Davis was a center back, right? He talks into a left back. He talks in to center back from left back. And when he talks in, Against them, the fans were excited. Oh, Ben Davis is getting is returning very soon. Wow, they are happy. They are clapping their hands. And then um, he gives away a penalty. It was against, the first game was against Leipzig. He gives away a penalty, which proved his lack of awareness of his environment. And even the Crystal Palace game yesterday, I was like that Saturday. The handball is avoidable. It's all about positioning. It's all about anticipation. It's all about reading the game, man. Like you had the ball hit him on the hand. This is this is all about timing of space and taking advantage. Now, if he was a, if he was forward a bit more, it wouldn't have touched his hand though, because it would have touched maybe his chest or something. And this is the difference in that particular situation there. He didn't read the game properly, and then before he ran, he was recall, retreating. The ball was coming back in, touched his hand, handball, penalty. The first goal. Spurs are ten men down already. Already having problem with progression of the ball, because our midfielders were very negative. Um, the fullbacks. The, the fullbacks were making runs, but the midfielders were not picking their mouths. And guess who were the midfielders? Oliver Skip and Mr. Ben Davis. No, sorry, Mr. Mr. Harry Winks and Harry Winks. I saw a little point where um, Emerson Royal made a run. Ben um, Skip Winks decided to play, play safe. There's one, two, Skip decided to play safe, play back. Um, Emma, um, Reguillon, too, the same thing. They chose to play it. The two midfielders chose to play it safe. And I wondered to myself, what exactly is this nonsense? I'm like, it was annoying to watch. And Kane didn't get any service. Mora was trying to make things happen. 
but you know he's not a magician he was trying to put me it wasn't happening Dele Ali was just useless he was there's one point when he was with the ball at the back the back there and then he held the ball now the ball is with you play the ball forward to Kane to release Kane he gives he gives one kind of weak pass Crystal Palace intercepts the ball and relaunch an attack this is why I said back to the point the fans are already on their side at that point Back to my point, in this game, Sport had no shot on target in the early first half. This, in this game, you have to set the tone. And Sport are the ones who made the first pass. When you make the first pass, you set the initiative, set the tone. You are, you are away. You have to put you have to put your foot down and say, no, you are here to fight. The minute you start retreating, you know, away, the home ground of this guy. It's a London derby. You are retreating. I'm check out. Crystal Palace hadn't won a London derby in a long time. Isn't that amazing? Dr. Tottenham came through. Anyways, you set the tone. You are away from home. You set the tone. You put it, you put your foot down and say, "Yes, I am here. I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to allow you guys intimidate me." And this is what Spurs didn't do. For me, from the first minute, Spurs should have been at Crystal Palace, at them, already pressuring them. Dele Ali, Mora, Kane. These guys should have been on them. Harry Winks. These guys should have been on them from the first minute. Anybody that's an, anybody that's an attacker, Hoiberg, whoever, should have been on them. Even if there was no creativity, fight for the ball. Let there be fight. Fight for the ball. Dive into tackles. Make it happen. Make things happen. Kane was just... Dele Ali was just strolling. Kane was, Mora was the only one that was trying to make something happen. Kane was strolling somehow. I don't know what he was doing, man. Um, Dele Ali too. That one was just... It was just... It was just... A, a, it was just torturous. Torturous to watch. It was torture to watch. Now, the first half ends. Now, I was really upset with Nuno for the team selection. First half ends, second half come, first half ends. Now, everybody in the whole of the tweet has been, every sports fan probably thinking, yes, time to take off um, Winks and bring on Ndombele. It's time. Or you remove Dele Ali and bring on Brian Hill. Or just take two of them out. In fact, me, I was like, take away, remove Winks and Dele Ali and bring on Brian Hill, Brian Hill and Ndombele. Simple. Creativity problem is solved. At least... And also, by those two guys being on the pitch, they will be able to put pressure on Crystal Palace. Because this is one thing. I mean. When they attack the best one, in fact, attack the best form of defense. The season when Spurs had the best defense in the league that season, uh, was it 17-18 season? The season when Chelsea won the league, when Spurs finished second. That season when Spurs, you know what? A lot of times when Spurs were winning one 0 it's not like Spurs were defensively um, sound, solid in that entire match. Like no, not like they're defensively good, yes, but not like they were. Um, like Mourinho's Inter Milan kind of defensively solid. No, they were not defending one goal all, all 90 minutes. They were so in control of the ball that the opponents couldn't get it. That's my point. Ndombele and Brian Hill, these two guys, they are hungry and they want to play. Put them on the pitch to fight for their sport. Whatever happened, happens, right? But put them on the pitch to fight for their sport. Those two guys on the pitch, they will they will cause problems for Crystal Palace because they are both natural, they are skillful and they can dribble and they will try to win fouls and win tackles and they are they are what you will call mavericks in quotes but Nuno chose to play it really safe again the first half ends second half comes in you make no changes why? it makes no sense okay no there's no excuse even if you said that Eric Dyer was the reason that's that's not enough excuse man because you ended up not making any sub any interest in the match if you know after sports were 3-0 down you ended up making no subs and the funny thing was this right the first half ends, he didn't make any changes. Dele Ali was still playing. After playing nonsense, this is why... And I looked around, there's hypocrisy on the part of a lot of sports fans. If that was Mourinho who did that, who played who played that after a very tough first half, second half, half time, doesn't make any single changes, a lot of them would be calling for his head, saying that he's a bad manager, he's this, he's this, he's that. Most of them are quiet now. Now they don't... They, they, I'm like, can't you see a pattern? It, it's, first of all, I'm... I'm Leave Moreno, but to be fair, this match is on Nuno though. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, for me, it's the players that are the biggest problem. Sports have not done enough to fix their problems. If your roof is leaking, you go and fix your roof. You do not, you, you don't put a uh, plaster scene on the holes there and hope that um, it's, it's covered for the meantime. It's, it's going to rain one day, and you know, is it plaster scene or clay or something? Yeah, I think clay would be better. Word. You don't put clay there and cover it up. If it rains one, when it eventually rains again. It's going to open up and you know it's, now you have um, clay in your parlor <laughs> in your room <laughs> you have clay in your parlor so you fix your leaking roof with the right materials not just 
not not trying to be smart as with your right mattress you fix your roof your your leaks in your roof sports haven't done that that's the point i'm making here so um these two guys would have come on the pitch and brought in something different in the sec- after, after the first half being able to stay keep it new new for the whole first half the second half these two guys coming on would have been able to change the tone to set the tone the second half was the same thing Kane wasn't getting any service I know Kane was poor but he wasn't getting any service too so it's not completely his fault he wasn't getting any service nothing Dele Ali was just strolling around drifting around the pitch doing nothing and there was one thing even after the whole match right the first three matches fans would be like oh this is Dele Ali now Mourinho, you're trying to create him. So this is Mourinho held him back. It's false. Mourinho, are you watching? You know, the whole of the match ends. The first two, three matches, when they were winning 1-0, they were like, they were t- the next thing was, this was same manager, different coach. Same players, different coach. Um, um, what else again? They were trying to throw digs at him, basically. The game ended that day. They all kept quiet. They all went to do their holes. Because I do not, the amount of times I've been calling Mourinho fanboy for not agreeing with this, their stupid obsession with with this their obsession with Mourinho let the guy be man he's not your manager anymore he's not the manager of the team anymore but they just wouldn't because in their head they want to prove him right by all means prove him wrong by all means in their head which is not which many people can see with their eyes that he's right that about this and he did he did okay with, with what he had available to him common sense you know Dele Alli hasn't played really well in the first three matches but they will pretend he played well because they want to spite Mourinho even though Dele Alli admitted that it is his fault Dele Alli talks a good game but he doesn't do the business on the pitch he talks a good game he says the right things oh I'm working on this then he goes on the pitch and plays rubbish so what exactly are you defending him for Yo, he's a, he's, he's, the, whenever you talk about Dele Alli they'll pull up his stats oh he has scored some amount of goals you don't get me to reach this Nobody cares about that, man. Everybody cares about today. Football does not. Football didn't end in 2018 or 2017. It still continues to this very day. Dele Ali has been bad. It is time to sell. The longer he stays, the long, the more his value reduces. And Spurs will be forced to sell him for the same amount they bought him for. They could have sold him in January when PSG wanted him on loan plus 40 million. Mourinho sanctioned that move, but Levy refused to let him go which was very stupid and now the so-called businessman the quote the in quotes this the genius that they always want to call him shows that he doesn't know much about football and his bad decision making is going to cost us more money because now you will decide Dele Ali for that amount of money that you want to call because now who's interested in him Dele Ali and Harry Wings these two guys they're a perfect example of what happens when you're in a very comfortable place and you know you have nowhere better to be you're collecting big wages living in london right but you're not pl- you, you 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 have a bunch of fans who will defend you no matter what kudos to eric dyer eric dyer has played well so far and he has shown that he wants to improve i never thought i would get to the day where i would say eric dyer shouldn't get injured i'm telling you i never thought i would get to the day where i would be praying that eric dyer was fit like i would be praying because i was actually sweating on his fitness that day when he got injured on saturday I never thought I would ever get to that point where I would be praying that he doesn't get injured. But this is this is kudos to him, right? Even Sanchez too. I was sweating on the fact that I was worried that he would not play. This is and this is the thing, right? Spurs on that day. The, the, sorry, no, no, he didn't make any change. Even after Spurs went a go down, he didn't make any changes. He went his safer. He went for the safe. Now he let when they asked him about Tangang uh, why he didn't bring on Ndombele and Grand Hill. He said that he didn't think it was the time, da 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 da. Then Spurs got a player sent off. Well, Mr. Nuno, if you, if the reason why Tanganga got sent off is this Spurs were so much under pressure, he was trying to bring the ball out of play from what I saw, and he was trying to win the tackle, trying to win tackles to bring the ball out to push the push the team go up. So if those two guys were on the pitch, they would have pushed Crystal Palace back. Tanganga won't be under so much pressure for somebody who's on a yellow card. It is clear that it's common sense. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. It's man i i hate i hate when i hate when you know there are things that are so obvious and managers do not do them it's it's so it's annoying i know i'm not the expert here i know that but there are things that are so obvious and and whenever you're trying to achieve football football is a, is a sport of opinions right everybody has an opinion even though it's, which is true but everybody can see from afar if something is not working even even somebody who, who's inventing a car everybody's not an, everybody's not an engineer everybody's not an automobile engineer or, or the manufacturer or whatever depends on 
but if we see the product and we don't like it we can say we don't like it we don't have to be experts on anything so clearly we saw the product on the first half we didn't like it you could have changed things up but you didn't so the blame is on him for that game that other game is on him you know and the thing now is my worry here is I, I, I tend to believe that Dele Ali playing, playing of Dele Ali, I don't want to believe this, but it's looking like they are telling him to play Dele Ali because he hasn't done anything to warrant to, to warrant containing that side. I don't even think he should even deserve he even deserves to play even the next match again. But the sad thing is that he's likely going to play against Chelsea, and this is the thing. This is my issue here. He's likely going to play against Chelsea. But what he's going to do? He's going to stroll around, run around the pitch. Even if Spurs lose that game run around the pitch, then his fan girls will come out and say, oh, he, he covered so slow kilometers. Why well, don't give a damn about kilometers, man? He's an attacking player. He's supposed to produce some things going forward. They'll say he's not that kind of footballer. Well, Thomas Miller was not that kind of footballer. Thomas Miller is the original guy of that part. Whatever we say earlier is, Thomas Miller is the original guy, the original Ramzeta. But look at Thomas Miller. Thomas Miller has played on the right. He's played, he has played on the right before for Bayern Munich. He has played on the left. He has played behind the striker. And he has been able to produce the goods. He has been able to produce assists. He has been able to pass the ball properly. Daily can't do any of all those things, man. All he, ah, oh God, man. I don't want to do this. I'm not dwell on this really much. Back to sports. Sports fans. I hope you can see with your eyes what I've been saying for the first three matches. For the for the past, for a long time, I've been saying this for a long time. The goal difference people keep yapping about got wiped out in one game. Now, we're playing against Chelsea on Sunday. Lukaku on form? Ha, I do not know because we better pray real hard that Sanchez and Dyer are fit and Romero are fit. If Rodon plays, I don't mind, you get me? But you have to pray that Ben Davis doesn't play. That Ben Davis is not even an option because he's use, useless. Useless. Against Crystal Palace of all teams, I mean, look at Ben Davis against Edson Edward, man. Edward came up the bench and scored two goals. Turned Edson Edward into prime Thierry Henry. Could not do anything, had zero blocks. Could zero tackles did did effort on the pitch in the short space of time he was on, and he still. Oh God, man, he was so awful, man. He was so awful on the pitch, and this is the thing. You better pray real hard that Ben Davis is not an option going into the match against Chelsea on Sunday. If that is the case, if I'm Lukaku, I'm rubbing my hands because it will be easier than facing Tyrone Mings and his reconcer. It will be easier than facing uh, Ben White. Sorry, um, Pablo Mari and um, um, oh God, forget the name. Pablo Mari. To be easier to face Pablo Mari, yeah, it will be much, much easier. So if Spurs are wise, Spurs fans better pray real hard that Ben Davis doesn't play that match on Sunday. Another thing also, Spurs didn't do their business properly. Now, now this is I've said it multiple times, I've said it multiple times again. It is, I said there was a creativity issue for a long time. I got attacked for it. I got abused for it on Twitter. Well, da da. Seeing it with your eyes, right? I wanted Ruben Neves to. I, wanted, I had Ruben Neves available for 40 million euros. I said, Spurs should try and get in Ruben Neves. It's a very good deal. 40 million euros, pay the money, get him in. Ta da! You can see why. Adama Chari could have been an okay signing. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever people would have said about him, but right? That was relevant. But it could have been at least an okay signing. That's why yesterday's game, being able to pull the ball out of play, run at the defense, you know, an option basically would have been better than Dele Ali at least. Dele Ali is useless. We can complain about Adama Chari coming in, producing nothing, but we have Dele Ali there. So, I'd rather have Adama Chari than Dele Ali right now. That's just facts. You know, at least one is most likely to produce something on the other end. Creativity is an issue from the midfield. With Ruben Neves, the fullbacks making runs yesterday, could have been found but harry winks mr sideways passing and mr safe mr keep it safe kept passing around i don't i don't know he, you know these guys there is that if these players they care about their possession start at the end of the match because that's why they, they played safe even skip was playing it safe too i mean i understand see skip eh, is a young person right he's a young player we can understand why he plays it safe but if he had some but somebody like winks who's a senior player should not be playing it safe okay besides he should be the one that should be influencing skip telling skip don't do that play it forward but mr is the king of keep it safe so obviously skip is gonna keep it safe too like him he's gonna follow his lead hoiberg yeah i saw some neat dribbles and everything but he's not a magician he could have yes he could have done better but he can't do everything on his own man you know and this is this is just this just sums up sums up sports on the day but anyways i spent 33 minutes or 34 minutes talking about sports alone well, what do I think we should go for going forward? Well, like I said, pre those centre-backs are back. 
and um, Daily Ali should be dropped. I will say this. I've been saying this for a long time. I still think it should be dropped. I'm not even moved. I'm saying it again. I'm not moved by all those is running around. It should be dropped. Anyways, that's it. And um, yeah. So Liverpool, the beat. They want training. Ronaldo is back. Ronaldo scored two goals against him. Um, I'm not against um, Christopher Newcastle. Now this is coming to my point. The last like I mentioned in my, in my intro, where I said I will be talking about title challenge. Talking about title challenge. Now these teams, the four teams play. I think Man City haven't played yet. I think they have a game Monday night football. They have a game tonight, if I'm not mistaken. I will check if I'm not mistaken. Um, Arsenal won. Big Christopher beat Norwich City one 0 The relegation six pointer, like people made fun, people laughed at. Like we made, like we all laughed at. <laughs> Arsenal won one 0 Um, their fans are not impressed by the game, by the window, but. It is what it is. At least they've won. They got your point. But it says a lot about Norwich City, though. Norwich City are going to be a yo-yo club. Do I see it? Which they are. You know, get parachute money, go up. They go down. Gain promotion again. Get the parachute money, go up. Come down. It's like a strategy. So they are a yo-yo club. But there's no stability. Man, the fans, I feel sorry for them because they are probably resigned to dropping. They're going down this season, which is a shame. It's a real shame. Um, So, back to the title challenge. Talking about title challenge now, um, those four teams people always mention as the teams that could challenge for the title: Man United, Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Now, for me, Chelsea are the outright favourites. I say it again: Chelsea are the outright favourites for the title this season. Personally, I think Chelsea will win the league title this season. I think they will. Not because um, I'm trying to, you know, massage anybody's egos. If it, if if I if I looked at Man City and Man City did what I what I, needed to, I expected them to do, they I would have put Man City there as the ones who would win it. But I think the people who will win the title will be Chelsea. This is why Chelsea, even though they didn't get Juskunde in, they only get Juskunde in on the on the deadline day. Now, what would have changed my mind about because like okay, let me start the whole thing right. So when I saw the the um, the, um, the, at the when the season ended last season, I said Chelsea need a striker, Man City need a striker, both of them need strikers, both of them need strikers. Now, what will be the, the, the difference here is if what kind of striker, if which of them signs a striker, which of them goes into the season with a striker, which of those two will win the league? I didn't, I wasn't putting Man United first of all because yes they had Cavani, yes they had Greenwood, they had Pogba, yes they, they signed Varane, but. Oli was the biggest uh, issue here. I was like, they have Oli. They have Oli in charge. So, as long as they have Oli in charge, it's going to be the biggest problem here. Now, when I saw that they signed Ronaldo, okay, I was like, okay. Okay, you know, you know th- there's a difference here. Yeah, they've clearly, they've clearly uh, made a move. Although, the Ronaldo signing is probably what he wasn't, wasn't planned from reports. Clearly, wasn't a, a, they didn't really plan to sign Ronaldo, but Ronaldo is available, you know. If he's available, you sign Ronaldo, there's no ifs and buts. Similar to Bill last season, if Bill is av- these are players that if they're available, if even Messi too, if they're available, you don't you, you don't plan to sign them, yes, but if they're available, well, you <laughs> you do it, you know. And this this is now Liverpool. Uh, no, not Liverpool, sorry. Not Liverpool. Talking about Man United. Now between Chelsea and Man City, I, I still I still do not put Man United as a team that I think will win the league. I think between Chelsea and Man City, but this is the difference, yeah. Um Man United, what put what pushed Man United above Man City a bit more is Ronaldo. What, what like if I said like a t- table, probably say Chelsea, um, um, Man City, United, and Liverpool, right? But now Ronaldo gives Man United a bit more than Man City, irrespective of the inept manager they have. Although it still doesn't change anything, though. There's a chance that they could have that manager in place and. But I don't, I don't really know, man. I don't really know. But I, I, I'm just talking about in terms of title challenge. I'm not talking about table, table. But now, Chelsea signed a striker. Man City didn't sign a striker. If Man City had signed Harry Kane, for me, they should have wrapped. They will wrap the title in ribbons and give it to Man City. For me, they will just wrap it in ribbons and give it to Man City now. But they didn't. So they've, they've had. They're gonna have issues. So they're gonna play with the first nine this season. I don't think it's sustainable. Because if you can, if you defend like Spurs showed in the first game of the season, if you defend, if you defend narrow, if you defend so narrow, and you try and hit them on the wings, you try and hit them on the break on the wings, you come in with you have two two wide men who are really fast against Man City, right? They come inside from the wing and they try to go inside and attack the space in, into the because obviously they will have a DM. They, 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 yes, they might. Especially if they, if they are DM, no, they will have a DM. Yes, but like. Your wide men are coming inside because now they've pushed forward. 
you defending so narrow they've committed so many so much bodies you hit you hit them on the break and you come in, you come in centrally or you go wide but either way you attack the space behind their fullbacks who have bumped forward basically you attack the player fullbacks and you know you try and come inside as you go so playing the, playing against them on the break is the way so if you can defend compact centrally but then again it's not easy to, to do that for 90 minutes if it was easy you never would have done it it's not easy to do that for 90 minutes going to play man city and going to the tour with them it's not really a good idea so back to what I was saying, uh, Man City signed a striker, so clearly they're gonna struggle a bit. Now Man United, this, with Man United, the issue here is Oli. Oli is the biggest issue of Man United. United, I, I'm seeing so much similarities between Man United and Juventus under Pirlo. Pirlo, yeah, had all the players, had Bonucci, had um, Chiellini, had the quality players of Juventus, right? But who was the man? Who was the man? They had Ronaldo up front. They had Dybala. They had Chiesa. You know, I'll say arguably an even better squad than Man United. They had um, okay, arguably is a key word here. Nah, I don't think so. Dude. I don't think so. I think I'll say arguably. Arguably, arguably is the biggest word here. Arguably the better squad. Or arguably the same kind of squad that Man United. So they had Bernardeschi in midfield. They had um, uh, McKenny. They had. Um, Rabio, so they had some guys who could do the business. They had Quadrado, they had Alexander. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had said so they had an okay squad. And they had Ronaldo, they could play Ronaldo going forward. Now, this is the thing here Ronaldo scored the goals, did the business going forward. But the only season when they won the Scudetto was when they had Allegri and Sari. When they had Pielo, they finished fourth, I think fourth or fifth in the league. Fourth or fifth, yeah, one was so they finished fourth in top four, right. In for the in their city ah can't you see the difference here two managers are experienced they know what they're doing you put in a rookie doesn't know what he's doing and it's gonna flop who doesn't know how to handle that kind of um it's like giving um real right it's like giving a ferrari to somebody who i don't know if i'm thinking of an analogy i will use right now i don't really know the analogy i don't know i don't know what i work well anyways you get what i'm trying to say so you you had that with man, I'm looking at Man United. I'm seeing that kind of thing is likely going to happen. You're going to have um, um, Ronaldo up front scoring goals. They'll win the matches. Yes, I expected to beat Crystal Palace, Newcastle. I expected to beat Newcastle on that day because first of all, they they were beating Newcastle for a long time without Ronaldo. They beat Newcastle last season without Ronaldo, even with Rashford on the left and uh, Fernandez. But this was the issue. In the biggest games, they fell short. Juventus fell short in the biggest games. It's probably similar because now Oli as a manager doesn't really know how to make changes that would change a game that would really you know all these kind of things okay like in a game notice a flaw something watch the game notice a flaw watch a game notice a flaw and try and change it you know they are not that kind of team and this is the issue here I'm talking about watch a game notice a flaw try and fix it watch a game notice a flaw remove this player put this guy in this is what i'm talking about but i don't really think they're that kind of team and this is my my this is the issue here i have of them this is the this is the issue i have with early going to liverpool liverpool their squad is very thin and this is why i don't think they will be able to their squad is really thin very 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 very, very thin um and now you would say van dyke is back da, 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 da. yes van dyke is back yeah, he played well against Chelsea. Yeah, he had um, Lukaku in his back pocket. Not in his back pocket, though, but it was a really tough battle, end-to-end battle. But is it sustainable? Because they have only won 11, except they want to go out of all competitions and just focus on the league, which is very possible. They won 3 0 against Leeds. But I don't really I don't really think they would be able to do it. I don't really see Liverpool as a team that will be able to to win the league this season. I don't. Um, Mane, yes, he scored. Yes, he did. Yeah, but the thing with Mane is he's not the same guy. And it's not the same guy, Femino too, not the same guy. There's a Leeds are Leeds are a team that they were gonna beat anyways. You know, Leeds leave a lot of space where they play. It's quite easier for Liverpool to exploit. But there's a business end, December. That's the business end. That is the part where December, January, the games begin to take a toll on your squad. December or January, the games begin to take a toll on your squad. And this is where you have to see we have to see how you can manage things. You know, in this whole in, in this whole thing, I don't think Liverpool able to do it. Um, I'm not saying Matip, Matip is injury prone, yes, but I'm not saying Matip. I'm not saying Van Dijk will get injured, but you know, seeing these two guys, you know, Trent is good, you know, Robertson is good, yes, but you know, when I look at Liverpool, I don't really know. I, I would say they'll probably finish in top four, but the, the striker situation is unlikely. This is the striker. 
are they going to yes Salah is going to score their goals yes but you know Firmino should be chipping in you know Mane should be chipping in you know but they, they are not they won't, I don't know if they will chip in enough for them to be able to challenge to win the league you know so I've always said this is why I said for me Chelsea are still outright favourites you know their system is very balanced they really know how to do it and against Villa also they're able to they're able to be flexible enough to contain uh, Villa I think it's switched to 3-5-2 to be able to pack in midfield and play against Villa so they were able to do it Tuchel is very very tactically sound and he's very very he's a tactically sound manager he knows what he's doing he has a squad he has the players he needs and he has a goal scorer in Lukaku the goals Lukaku scored that day Lukaku scored a really fantastic goal caught in blasted the bunch of the net so they have a world class striker that is what I'm saying now world class striker world class defence really good goalkeeper really good goalkeeper in the back so the, you see you see and they have really good um, players all around yes the centre back issue whatever but um, their, their defence can do fine if you ask me even without Kunde, they will be able to do fine Aspilicueta playing on the right side of the back three Aspilicueta I think I don't know I, I didn't watch the game I saw, the, I saw some highlights of the judgment I didn't really watch the entire 11 or something to see the entire starting 11 but I think they have for people who play back three right they have um, Aspilicueta I think they have Chaluba Trevor Chaluba the youngster they have um, this guy um, Christensen I think they have Thiago Silva. That's four. There's a fifth number I'm trying to remember now. They have um, um, oh Jesus Christ! Keep forgetting this guy. They have Rudiger. So they have five center backs. So they can return across these three. And one thing about the best form of defense is attack. The way they were, they will attack you so much that you might not even have time to be able to exploit their defense. Some of their defensive issues. But I think Rudiger is really good in the back three too. So they have enough. Even if there's one weak link, you have to go past Kante. You have to go past um, Kante and Miss first before you. So Chelsea are really, really stacked in my opinion. I don't really think Chelsea have much issues. I think that's why I said I think I think it's most likely going to be Chelsea that win the league this season. And this is what I'm talking about: leaking roof. You fix your roof. Chelsea last season knew their problem was a striker. They went out and got a striker. So. You know your roof is leaking. You fix it. This is my issue with most of all these clubs, um, clubs, with sports and all these Arsenal, all these other teams. When you have a big issue, you don't want to fix it. You are hoping. You don't play. You don't live life on hope. Hope that a player comes good. Now sports have been without a striker since Kane broke through a second, a proper second striker. Yes, you know they signed one with Vinicius here, yeah, but like after that, nothing much. They say okay, that they will tell you who's gonna come and sit on the bench for Kane. Fair enough. How did Bayern Munich do their own? Although Bayern Munich had Chupa Moting at, at one at one by second choice, they had Zexi at second choice, right? But this is what Bayern Munich did. They have Nabri, they have Zane, they have Thomas Müller, they have um, I think I mentioned this in my last episode. They have Thomas Müller, they have um, Kisley Coman. This is four. They have Musiala. So any of these guys can play up front. So sports should be able to get goal scoring wingers that are like Son that can play across the front three. I've said this multiple times, and this is just how you solve the problem. It's very simple. There's not. It's, there's nothing new in football and there's no so there's no problem that is very big that cannot be solved the blueprint is literally at, at Bayern Munich they've literally found a way to solve that problem if nobody's going to come and sit on the bench for their top, their top nine their, their, for their striker who's the best in the world you know which arguably the best in the world Kane and Lewandowski are arguably the best in the world arguably Lukaku you know if you have that kind of striker we know nobody's going to sit on the bench for them or Haaland if you're any of these guys nobody, it's very hard to get some contracts for these guys but you get players who can play across the front three that is the solution around this thing. It's common sense. If I am an amateur, I'm not a coach. I've never coached a football team before in my life. If I can see this, why can't a club who relies on data analytics, data analytics and all this modern technology, why can't they fix it? Why can't they do it? You know, it is what it is, man. And like I said, like the results sports we see this season, they should not really be surprised because it's what you get. If you don't study for an exam, you're going to fail. If you do not go, if you don't fix your issues, you will fail. You, you will face so when it, and look at this they're trying to turn on the manager it's not the manager's fault remember sports found it hard to appoint a manager last season let me tell you this if you think it was hard last season it's gonna be even more difficult this season if Nuno gets sacked so Nuno has to work out just know this Nuno Espirito Santo has to work out at sports there's no ifs buts when whatever Nuno Espirito Santo has to work out at sports if it doesn't work out well, I'm, I'm seeing them saying fans, some fans saying no, no, uh, Santos should be out, and they want, should have gotten Grand Potter instead. My Grand Potter is the, is a perfect, is a football hipster choice, football hipster dream man. He said he, he was able to keep brightening up. Okay, he spent a lot of money to move from where 
from 16th, 17th to 16th. My guy, he's, he's they spend a lot. They spend more money than sports. So don't even come here and tell me bullshit. Oh God, sorry for my language. Don't be rubbish. If you don't fix your issues, it will not be solved. Conte, Antonio Conte walking away from the sports job when he said he questioned the ambition was a big indicator, you know, big indicator of of how sports are run and how they 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 they, they, they behave you know it's a big indicator there and for me the levy out chance they, they i think a lot of fans you know they they, they like the fact that levy is there and you know because that's why they they, they they are not as angry at, at him as they are angry at Mourinho. it's wild but then again this is what it is well single things to this episode i'm done with my rants um have a europa sports have a europa league game on thursday so i think I'll have it. I suppose I have a Wednesday Wednesday show. I'll probably have the show on Thursday instead. Be after the game. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I don't feel. And like I said, I said the last time, um, sports could make or mar my weekend. They marred my weekend because because they will be the first game and they marred my weekend successfully. Um, Thursday, I don't really care. Like I said, not really, really. Like I said in my first episodes, not really in that state of mind where I really, really want to worry myself that much. But I am watching. With a keen um, sense of um, which word will I use now? Another, another issue that I have with Nuno also is this right. There's one issue I have with Nuno: um, the fact that you know we don't even know if he will, you know, if he's able to because that game was. I'm, I'm sorry, I want to say this again. Like I want to say this before I go. I don't really know if he will be able to make changes in a game that needs to be won. That's my biggest issue here. You know, Mourinho could have Mourinho would do that. Mourinho sees a thing that's not working, he would change it. You know, no no the fact that on Saturday he sat down and watched that whole thing happen for 90 minutes for, for the first 45 minutes and it didn't change. It's a red flag for me. Dele Ali played that poorly for that long and he didn't make changes. That is a red flag for me about the guy. Like I said, Nunes Reto Santo has to work out at sport. If it doesn't work out, well, getting a new manager is gonna be difficult. That's just facts. Thanks for listening today. Um, take care. See you for the end of the week.